Jaguars running back Travis Etienne went on the IR today. He's done for the season due to an injury, and it caused analysts across Twitter to go crazy in fantasy football circles about bad draft process. Let's talk about it. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go with him. Can't do it. What up, what up, what up? This is the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. Thank you for tuning in. What up to everybody out there in the Clock Dodger family? I appreciate you guys, as always, for joining me here on another episode. Today, as you heard in the intro, we'll be talking about Travis Etienne, James Robinson, the Jacksonville Jaguars, no Tim Tebow anymore. Thankfully, we could just talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, if you are on fantasy football Twitter, you know that Travis Etienne going on the IR sent fantasy analysts, fantasy players, managers across Twitter ablaze. <laughs> to say it lightly, that's all they talked about today. Doesn't really make sense why. It's stupid, but it was talked about. So we're going to talk about it here. James Robinson had a great, fantastic season last year. For many, for most, it was out of the blue. Nobody predicted it. Even if you liked him, you didn't predict the season that he had. The Jaguars draft Travis Etienne this year. And for some people, some people who play in fantasy football, some people who are analysts, some people who write about it, podcast about it, talk about it, run websites about it, felt that Travis Etienne... Uh, replaced James Robinson, that James Robinson didn't have value anymore uh, in the way that you wanted to believe he would have if you were thought he was just carrying it over from last year or that he was still going to be a you know productive running back of sorts. And those people felt that if you drafted James Robinson, basically what it feels like at any point to these people, uh, because obviously you weren't going to get him you know, super late in a draft. He's not your sleeper um, because he's James Robinson. So rightfully so, you're not getting him at the end of a draft just because they drafted Travis Etienne. But these analysts believe that wherever you were drafting him, it was too early if you drafted him at a certain point and that it was a waste of a pick. It didn't have value um, compared to who else you could have drafted at that time. Those people who have been screaming that from the rooftops, now that Etienne got hurt, James Robinson is going to be a good running back. In my opinion, he was always going to be a good running back. And in many people, they agree. But these, this certain group didn't believe that he would have the value to justify the draft spot, which it did vary a lot, honestly, depending on the draft you were in and whatnot. Or if you were in a dynasty league and you were trading for him, the value may have been really high. Not high, not really high. That's ridiculous. It might have been like, you know, moderately high to these people. You more than likely weren't getting him for like what these people would consider a steal. Okay. So now that he Travis Etienne gets hurt and James Robinson is assumed back to where he was last year that in the starting role, majority carries, majority work. Those analysts who did not believe in James Robinson being worth the value of the draft pick are upset because those who drafted James Robinson where they did are now justified 
due to injury. And that's the only reason in their eyes. Personally, it's stupid in my opinion. I would draft James Robinson. I would have traded for James Robinson. I would have been starting James Robinson. I had no issue with James Robinson and Travis Etienne coexisting on the same team. I didn't believe that Travis Etienne was going to render James Robinson useless or knock his value so much that he wasn't worth a um, you know average draft pick. And so this news, to me, it isn't as you know crazy and uh, discussion worthy as it is to to those analysts who were all in on Travis Etienne, who were smashing James Robinson left and right. I believe they both had a value this season. I believe they both could have coexisted this season. I believe that ETN would have definitely gotten a lot of passing work, a lot of creative play calling. Um, they would have they would have fed him the ball, but they also would have fed James Robinson because he's the better, you know, running back. He's in, he's in this, you know, showed success last year at a high level. He knows how to, you know, do everything that the quarterback is asking for, the coach is asking for. You know, he, he doesn't have like a bunch of holes in his game or a bunch of really weak spots or anything where you were like, man, I really wish I could have got so much more of this thing out of James Robinson. Like all around, he was pretty solid. He doesn't have the high draft capital and all that kind of stuff. So people like to doubt him. This year now, in my opinion, he's going to have a very good season again. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to have a bad season to start with. So don't let the injury be the reason why I'm saying this. Like, oh, it's so obvious now. I think he's going to be fine. Um, but I think, you know, you can expect a lot more of him now, obviously, because the workload is going to change. Um, not assuming that everything that ETN was going to do is going to be handed to James Robinson now. But you know, you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. Um but but the bigger thing comes from for me for this conversation is not like what's gonna happen to him. If you if you drafted James Robinson, good for you, good for you, and go around and stir the pot and smack back these fantasy analysts who are trying to shit on the process that you did to get him. I don't agree that it was bad to draft James Robinson. Where you were getting him, I don't care. It was fine. As long, I mean, obviously, if you're being ridiculous and, and stupid and drafting him like super early, obviously. But if you were getting him at a decent price, I have no issue with that. I had no issue with if you were trading for him and, you know, you, you gave up a, you know, an average player or whatever the case may be, I'm fine with it. It's good. I like James Robinson. So don't allow these fantasy analysts who are so bought into their process, who are so bought into this one way of doing things. <laughs> those Those analysts are interested, man. Like you can't. They don't listen to anything. There's no listening. There's no, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe, you know, they they have 100% bought into what they're doing and there's nothing that'll change that for them. When something changes the variables along the line and now what they were saying this whole time is not effective because the player got injured, they're upset. So they're going crazy defending it. What's funny is the people with James Robinson aren't really attacking anybody. The people with James Robinson aren't attacking the Travis Etienne, you know, uh, fan club and saying, ha ha, because no one's no one is parading an injury, right? Like normal people, average, decent humans aren't celebrating the injury of Travis Etienne. So the, the Etienne fan club is just going crazy fighting this imaginary person because no one's fighting them. 
But yet, at the same time, then they started pissing off James Robinson fans and, and people who were, you know, drafting him. And so they're going to fight back, right? But at the end of the day, it's all pointless. It's all pointless. Stay open with how you maneuver in fantasy football. There's no one set strategy that has to exist for you to win. There's no one set way you have to play the game. There just isn't. So if this guy says James Robinson is a bad pick, good for him. Good for him. But when you drafted him, it worked out now, right? Because in your mind, you said, hey, I still think he's going to get a lot of workload. And if ETN doesn't pan out, doesn't do well, does get injured, he's a rookie. If he, if he has some, you know, takes a little while to get going and figuring things out, I believe in James Robinson. So I'm going to draft him where I'm drafting him. You're, you're going to be fine. Whether Travis Etienne got injured or not, I still believe you would have been fine with James Robinson where you were getting him. Again, as long as you were getting him in an average place, nothing crazy. Uh, because we all know there's outliers and, and things you could just pull out of the air to try to win an argument. Um, so, listen, it's unfortunate for Travis Etienne. I want him to get better as quickly as possible. I'm a believer in medical science of 2021. I'm a believer that this guy could bounce back and do fine. Obviously, you know, you can look into the history of this injury if you want. If you feel like it matters with this specific player. If you feel like it translates across all players with the same injury. That's up to you, you know. Um, but I'm going to, you know, hope for the best for him. And I'm sure we all are hoping for the best for him. I'm not saying that anyone's not. But um, if you have him in Dynasty, you just hold. You just hold. You don't get crazy. You don't trade him and say, oh, I'll never be the same again. Just hold. Just relax. Yeah, James Robinson, great. And see, this always brings up that conversation of people saying, like, you know, and for me, James Robinson is different than a lot of other players. Like, I understand if you don't want to draft handcuff running backs or if you didn't like Daryl Henderson a lot this year. But, you know, you're attacking that crowd because Cam Akers got hurt. It's not the same situation. Um, I mean, it's the same situation in terms of a starter got hurt and now the backup is the starter. Um, but James Robinson wasn't the backup. <laughs> he wasn't the backup to start with. It's not the same situation in that sense. Yes, a player got hurt on the same position group, but they're not the same situation. Daryl Henderson has barely had success. James Robinson killed it last year. He was not going to be a backup running back in Jacksonville. Daryl Henderson was the backup running back. So it, it doesn't relate. It doesn't correlate. I don't mind drafting handcuffs, so I really don't. If you can get them late, late, like I'm not drafting any, I'm not drafting Latavius Murray where I'm drafting James Robinson. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense because I think James Robinson is a standalone value. He's not dependent on somebody getting hurt or anything crazy for him to have value week in and week out, in my opinion. And that's the beauty. And see, with fantasy football, it's interesting because you never know who's listening, who's taking your advice, who's you know being a part of the conversation. There's um, those in fantasy football who, who do this 24-7, 365. I'm always you know, involved in it, consuming information and, and, and making sense of it all and trying to stay ahead of the competition, especially if you're in dynasty leagues. This is what you must do. Um, dynasty leagues are not for those who want to pick it up right when the NFL season starts. And there's a lot of people who do that, and that's why they don't do well. It's just it's just a fact. So if you're not doing well in Dynasty, you're probably not paying attention year round and making moves year round and adjusting year round and you know preparing for rookie drafts year round and this kind of stuff. That's fine. You know your your level of um, approach is up to you. There's redraft players who are just starting to listen now. They're just starting to read articles. They're just starting to listen to podcasts. They're just starting to get into conversations. 
So to them, this this doesn't even matter because they haven't even drafted yet. There's some people who have not even drafted a team yet. Some people, a lot of leagues, wait right up until the season to do a redraft league. Like if like if I run another Clock Dodgers redraft league, I'm thinking about it, not sure yet. Um, let me know your interest. If he, if a bunch of people hit me up um, on Twitter, Instagram, all those good places, and say, hey, Neil, start a Clock Dodgers redraft league. Um, you know, whatever you guys want to do, a small buy-in just for fun, you know, a little bit of money involved or some bragging rights. Um, if you hit me up, let me know if enough people are interested, just straight off the rip. Uh, I don't got to chase nobody down or, you know, look and search for people. If you guys are just straight up interested, hit me up and we'll get it going. But, um, those kind of leagues start a lot of times they draft right up against the season, like right before it starts. They feel, you know, it, it, it could be a bunch of different things. It could be people who are not always following football 24-7, 365. It could be people who want, they think, they feel like if they wait, they get all the injuries out the way, the preseason injuries, and they find out who's getting cut more, you know, more, and they find out who's the starters more, and these kind of things, who's winning jobs. So it makes the picture more clear when you're doing that, so that if you draft last minute, you have a better view of everything, you know? So it makes sense. I get it. Um, because it does suck when you're playing in dynasty or you redraft early and your player gets hurt in preseason, but it's part of the game and players are going to get injured one way or the other. It's very unlikely for you to go full season with no injuries. So I personally don't care, but I do like to get one going, you know, right before the season starts, just to see how people draft, just, just to get a little bit different of a, um, experience because most of my drafts or leagues or dynasty. And so I'm just kind of carrying over or if I'm doing drafts, it's different. You know, th- th- that, that draft right before the season starts is just a little different. Um, again, if, if we're interested, if we got enough people interested straight off the rip, when this episode comes out, you guys all hit me up. I got 12 people, you know, whatever it is, 14 people, I'll start one. Just let me know. I just need enough interest. You know, I don't want to chase people down and, and try to, to do all that. And <laughs> the leagues are enough, you know, work as it is. So, um, if you guys are interested, hit me up on that. But yeah, so for this, listen, it's very important that when you play fantasy football, you play for fun. You play to enjoy it. You try to win some money. You draft and try to be as effective as possible. And don't let other people shake you off of what you feel. Because if you listen to some of these people, they'll tell you, don't draft James Robinson. It's stupid. It's all about Travis Etienne. And, and then you don't have James Robinson right now. And you also don't have Travis Etienne, you know? And, but you genuinely like James Robinson. You just thought, hey, they're all telling me don't do it. These guys are telling me don't do it, so I'm not going to do it. They might they might know something I don't know. They don't. They really don't, I promise you. They do not know anything you don't know. They think they do. They think they know how to do it better than you. They really don't, though. So don't get caught up in that. They're overthinking everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I I try. You know if you listen to the Cloud Dodgers podcast, and if you've been listening, I don't know how many listeners right now are new, how many are long-term listeners, but if you've been listening, you know, I love me a good narrative. I love me a good story. I love me all the variables that I can't put on a spreadsheet. I love all that for fantasy football. So you'll hear a lot of that here. If you're looking for data, there's 50,000 podcasts for you to listen to. There's 50,000 websites. There's 50,000 draft kits. You can go consume it all day long if you feel like it is a full-time job if you feel like doing it. (laughs) <laughs> so if you if you're looking for a new hobby to pick up, go follow all the data for fantasy football because you will be there all day doing it. You could you could look up every statistic metric you ain't never heard of in your life because everyone has a unique one. Everyone has something to make. I'm not knocking it. 
I'm you got you got to use a good mix of this stuff. You got to mix it up. You got to take some of the data, some of the film watchers, some of the stories, the narratives. You got to take all of it. But people are afraid to cover certain things or, you know, they feel one way is more legitimate than the other. Um, Listen, fuck your process. Fuck your draft process. (laughs) I'm not here to tell anybody they're doing anything wrong because I've seen people win it every single which way. I've seen it happen. I've seen people on Twitter saying, man, I've seen people in my te- in my league who didn't even draft their team. That shit was on autopilot and they won. It happens. I mean, your league may not just be not be a good league. <laughs> if you have 12 act, uh, 11 active members and one ain't active and he wins, it might be a problem with y'all. <laughs> but it does happen because luck is very involved in this too. Um, just staying ahead of the curve, staying ahead of your opponents. All, every league is different. Every league is different. The wildest things happens that are out of your control. Um, but drafting James Robinson would not have been an issue uh, at all. So, listen, again, let me wrap this this episode up. Shout out to Travis Etienne. Get well quick, my man. Uh, we'll see you next year. I'm sure you'll be back on the field killing it. And James Robinson's going to have a great season. He was going to have a good season either way. Didn't matter. If you drafted him, if you didn't let the, the doubters shake you off of that ground, respect. Respect, it'll pay off. It would have paid off either way, I promise you. And um, listen, man, you guys know the deal. If you have any questions for Clock Dodgers, want to send it over my way, feel free to tweet at me or Instagram, Clock Dodgers, at Clock Dodgers on everything. It ain't, it ain't hard to find me, at Clock Dodgers on everything. Uh, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Leave a five-star review. We're looking for some new reviews, some new subscribers. If YouTube is your thing, episodes also go up on YouTube. Starting to mix in everything everywhere. Uh, I, I, I noticed that a lot of people listen on YouTube that don't listen on the podcast apps and vice versa. Everyone has their platform they choose. It's fine. So I throw it up on there. Um, so it's everywhere. We'll be mixing in videos and stuff again as well. Uh, but just being a lookout. A lot of things being revamped. A lot of things being changed. A lot of things being added all for your benefit. Um, So just check those things out. Other than that, thank you as always. And you guys know the deal. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging.